everybody. I'm Lacey Parsons, and this is episode number two of the Ranch Race podcast. If you caught last week's podcast, the premiere episode, you would have heard all about me, who I am, why I am, what I am, what I intend for this podcast, and what I hope to accomplish in the future. Um, this week, we're going to take a little different turn, and we're going to be talking about something, uh, a topic that I hadn't initially intended on talking about, but after a conversation over dinner with my husband decided it was a really interesting topic um, and one that I felt more people should should hear and more people should get involved involved with and this is conversations that we should be having. So the conversation was about CalExit. So what exactly is CalExit? CalExit is the massive amounts of people fleeing the state of California, leaving for a better future, for better politics, for better taxes, for better policies. And quite frankly, for a better future. And it got me wondering how many generational ranchers, generational farmers like myself from the state of California have considered uprooting their businesses, uprooting their lives, selling out and starting anew in a new state. It's definitely something that I've considered over the years, but I have not reached the decision of saying enough is enough, I'm ready to leave. And I often toy with the idea of whether or not that's a mistake. Am I putting the future generations of my family at risk by not leaving? Um, I think that's a question we all ask ourselves as California residents, as California ranchers and farmers. What does the future look like for my kids, for my grandkids, for my grandkids' grandkids? Will there even still be a ranch left at that point? Um, it's really hard to say. I had moved out to Texas and I stayed there for five years. Uh, if you listened to my last podcast, you would know that. I, I had left to deal with my grief of losing my dad. And a few years ago, I decided to move back to California to kind of fight the good fight, if you will, um, and be here to, to try to encourage agriculture to stay in the state because, quite frankly, we are the most viable state as far as agriculture goes in the entire nation. We're the number one producer of many, many different commodities. And so I felt like it was my place to come back here and use my voice to, you know, be an advocate for agriculture in the state of California. And so that's what I did. And so at this point in time, I have no intention of uprooting my family and selling the ranch and going somewhere else, although some people say I'm stupid for sticking around. I decided to bring this conversation to an ag page on Facebook, a group that has hundreds of thousands of members, and I posed the question, generational California ranchers, at what point is enough enough enough? When do you say it's time for me to leave? Do you say it's time for me to leave? Have you considered it? Have you already? And I'm not talking about the person who has a hobby farm that they just started, you know, last week. I'm talking about the person who has been passed down a ranch that's been in the family for a century or more. And so I had an abundance of responses, some that surprised me, some that didn't. There were people from my area even that had said they consider leaving every single day. But the fact that they're seven generations deep in this game 
makes them feel a little bit guilty to be the ones to say, hey, I'm out of here. Because at the end of the day, how many hardships did our ancestors face or look at where they said, you know what, I'm never giving up. I won't give up. This is my piece of land and I'll die on this piece of land. Um, I think that those conversations probably happened at one point in time or another. So it makes me wonder whether or not we're doing the right thing. Am I hurting my family in the future by sticking around? I don't know. We don't know what the future holds. All I can hope for is that by raising my voice and and being a part of the change, that hopefully we can save and preserve what we love so much here in the state of California. Let me tell you a little bit where about where I'm from. I come from a ranch in the Sierra Nevada mountains, high up in the Sierra Nevada mountains. It's a valley um, that is nothing short of God's country. We are at 5,000 feet elevation there. We average 196 inches of snowfall in the wintertime. Temperatures easily drop below, you know, below zero and have gotten down into the negative 30s many times uh, in my lifetime. It is, it's a beautiful place. The summers are not too hot. We have lots of cool, clear, clean water that flows down from the snowpack and and keeps our valley nice and green. We grow some of the best hay that I've ever seen there. Uh, Timothy hay, if you're familiar with it, it is, it's a great, it is a great type of a hay that you can feed to horses, especially, you know, performance horses that, um, you know, aren't, aren't being shoved a whole bunch of alfalfa down their throat. You know, alfalfa is not always the answer, but Timothy hay is a really great hay to feed to horses. And so we've been able to sell our hay to racetracks in the past when we were still producing hay. And not to mention, it is a fabulous place to raise cattle. Uh, the valley is known for, for commercial cattle ranchers. And so it's just a really beautiful place. And for me to think of selling that and going somewhere else, we are sacrificing not only hundreds of thousands of memories with our family, but also that beauty, that untouched beauty that is the Sierra Valley. So for me right now, leaving is not an option. And I've heard from my neighbors that it's not really an option either despite the fact that they also wonder if they're making the right decision to stay or by staying um, we've all decided that we're gonna stick it out but there are lots of people in California that have swung the other direction and are saying you know no I as soon as I get an opportunity to leave I'm out of here I have no desire to stick around. I've already sold out and we moved to Wyoming or South Dakota or Oklahoma and bought twice as much land with money left over. And so really it comes down to personal personal feelings, personal desire. Um, something that I've seen a lot in the past, especially in my valley, is conservation easements. This is a hot topic in my mind, and it might be a really boring topic for some people, or some people might not agree with me, or whatever the case may be, but conservation easements, 
uh, were a very popular thing and have been a very popular thing for the last, I would say really the last decade, uh, if not two decades, um, as far as I've, I've noticed that there are a lot of people that have opted into a conservation easement. So what does that mean? That means that there are private entities or government entities that are coming in and they're buying your development rights. So what does that mean for the rancher? Sometimes it means nothing at all. Sometimes it means that somebody's just come in and paid them to make sure that their ranch stays in ranching. However, you have to make sure if you are considering a conservation easement that you speak to an attorney who understands the fine print. Because a lot of times there are multiple organizations that are pitching in to buy these development rights. And they can put all sorts of different stipulations on your land that you may not know or understand upon signing. And so, for example, it might be that they say you, you have to make sure that you maintain uh, a certain length of stubble on your pasture uh, year-round. You might have to fence off creeks to slow down erosion to keep cattle away from the creek banks. You might have to fence off riparian areas where a salamander might live. And sometimes these conservation easements, maybe they won't hurt you at all. But my fear is that as we move forward into this new into this new generation and into this new we have a new president now, we have all sorts of stuff that's going on politically and my fear is that these conservation easements are going to be a tool of control in the future. I had looked into a conservation easement myself and after, you know, lots of conversation with a lot of very smart people, I decided to say, no, I don't want to do that. One, it was going to drastically decrease the value of my ranch because guess what? If you decide you ever want to sell, you can't subdivide it. It has to be sold all in one piece. And that's a lot harder to do than one might think. Now, I'm not saying that would ever be the case or anything that I'm even considering, but my dad, before passing away, I had asked him if he was going to do a conservation easement on our place, and he said no, he had no desire to do it because he wanted me to have the option to be able to sell the ranch for the maximum amount of money that I possibly could if I had no desire to be in ranching. My dad was a passionate cattle rancher, but he was more, he had more love in his heart for me than he did for the land. That's not the same for everybody. Some, some people, uh, live and die by the sword when it comes to their land and the ranch means more to them than even the happiness of their children, grandchildren, and so on. Sometimes the, the next generation just isn't interested in ranching or farming as much as it breaks our heart and we would love for them to love it as much as we do. Uh, they don't have that desire. And so what is the right thing to do? It's hard to say. I think that it's different for everybody. 
But going back to this Cal exit, um, one of the things that happened on this thread in the My Job Depends on Ag Facebook group, I had mentioned, you know, people, people potentially leaving California, selling their ranches and leaving California. And one thing that really struck me, uh, and to be quite honest, really disappointed me, was the amount of people who had the nerve to say, don't come to our state. And it really concerned me because other states, I understand, look at California like we're a bunch of idiots. And I'm not going to lie, there are a lot of idiots in California, no doubt about it. But the people who are ranching people are not those idiots. And so for fellow ranchers to tell other ranchers, you're not welcome in my state, it's very disappointing. In a time when we should be coming together and actually supporting each other and uplifting each other, we have people that are on the same side, in the same industry, on the same side of the aisle, fighting with each other. The division has got to stop. If we are going to succeed as ranchers and farmers, if there's any hope for the future at this point, we have got to come together and set aside this locational difference that, that we have established. Like, oh, you're from California. You must be a liberal. You must be an idiot. It just doesn't make sense to me why that even had to come up. You know, I, I made it very clear in this post specifically that I was talking about generational ranchers. So I can tell you right now, if a generational rancher told me that they wanted to move in next door to me, I would be like, please do. Please do. I would love to get rid of a few, few neighbors and have a few more ranchers around me. Um, but some people don't see it that way. They really have developed such, an hate, uh, such a hatred in their heart for Californians thinking that we're going to come there and destroy their state. Which brings me to another topic. Um, people always want to point the finger at another state for, for the political differences or whatever the case may be. It is not state issue. It is a... It is an actual generation issue. We have these young people who have been indoctrinated by this, the liberal school system. And they've been taught this entitlement and this need for free, 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 free. I deserve it just because I breathe air. That has nothing to do with where you are from locationally. That has to do with how your kids are raised and who is teaching them, where they're being taught. You know, our kids have gone to these universe or universities that have, that have just been brainwashing our children to believe that they deserve everything for free and they don't have to work for anything. And it's a little bit our fault or, or the generation before me anyway. Um, because technically I'm like a, I guess I'm like a Gen Xer. I don't know. I don't know what the heck I am. Anyway, uh, it's really funny to me that 
that the states, the locations get blamed more than the actual generations because that's what it comes down to in all actuality is it's, it's the generations that are causing the problems. It's the generations that have been brainwashed into believing that they deserve everything for free. It's the generations that we sent to school who got liberal arts degrees and, you know, these, these bullshit degrees that don't, that, that they don't do anything with, you know, they don't do anything with these degrees. They just went to school for 20 years and walked away with a piece of paper and now they can't get a job. So they think that they deserve free healthcare and free housing and a free car and a free cell phone and free, 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 free. So before you start pointing the finger at somebody just because they're from another state or from a state that is known as a liberal state, just make sure you ask that person who they really are and what they actually believe in. Because I can assure you, everybody that's in my neighborhood is not in agreement with what the way our state is run. We are fighting tooth and nail to try to save this place. And more and more patriots are stepping out and more and more patriots are showing up and having a voice here and saying enough is enough. So all I can really hope for is that once Gavin Newsom is recalled, and I assure you he will get recalled, I don't have any doubt this time. He's made enough people mad lately. Even people who used to support him are sick of his crap. So I see him going out and hopefully we can get somebody in who's going to do a little better job at, at helping our state get back up on its feet because right now the way things are going our state is burning up our water is being dumped into the ocean to save some fish Um, we have so many proposed taxes and actual taxes that it is almost impossible to survive out here and it's just really really sad what's what's going on so I'm hoping that the future will look a lot brighter For the state of California, I'm hoping that, you know, some of these people who've been sitting in the shadows and not having a voice will finally stand up and say enough is enough. Um, So that is my hope. And that's why I stick around is because I do have faith in in my fellow Californian. Um, I have faith in the people that I know that are around me. I know that there are a lot of us and I'm seeing more and more people stand up and say, okay. I'm going to step into a place of power, whether that's running for county supervisor or running for city council. Um, there's a lot of people that I know who are saying it's, it's time. We have to have a voice and enough is enough and we have to say what's right and wrong and we have to start fighting for what we believe in and take control again. So... That's my hope for the future. That's why I have no intention of leaving at this point in time. Um, I will continue to stand up and and fight for the rights of, of the California farmer and rancher, fight for agriculture, have that voice here in the North State especially. Um, there's always talk about the state breaking up in one way or another. And so I don't know that I will ever see anything like that happen in our lifetime. But if it does, it will be 
it will be welcomed for sure. Um, it would be nice to break away from San Francisco and Los Angeles, the two state, the two cities in the state that really control everything. They have all of the power, um, which is unfortunate because California is a really large state with a lot of people. It's a beautiful state. We have some of the best weather. We have every climate an environment that you can absolutely imagine from an ecosystem from desert to you know high mountains and so and forests we have the redwood forest this is a beautiful state beaches you name it we got it and it's it's a really beautiful state and it was a fantastic place to grow up and it's a great place for agriculture we have good soil we have good grass for cattle um it's an amazing place so we will stick around and fight it out. And for those of you who are deciding to exit the state of California and try your hand somewhere else, I wish you the best of luck and all the blessings in the world. That is all I've got for you today on this episode of the Ranch Race Podcast. Please tune in next week. If you appreciated this podcast, please give it a share and a follow. I will keep this ad-free as long as possible. This is something I'm doing just for the sheer love of it. So we will never have any ads ever at any time if possible. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you down the road.